It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, I, I been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Garrett Ross. Hey, good morning and welcome. Welcome one and all to Tuesday's edition of Game Time. Tom, Ward, Garrett, we're glad you're with us as uh, we get ready to uh, kick off a brand new day. It's dark, Ward. Yes, it is. It's spring forward, Ward. (laughs) Yes, it is. I'm not a happy camper on day two of spring forward. (laughs) Do you guys like this? No, it's pointless. Absolutely pointless. No, I don't like it. So when we get to dead of summer, June, July, the sun will be up at 10 o'clock at night, right? Yes. Yeah. Don't like it. So we're going to be doing yard work at 9.30 or 10? I'm yeah, not doing no probably. yard work. <laughs> well, I know you're not. I mean, <laughs> golly. Uh, anyway, Garrett, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. See, I like to catch him. He was just about to get a drink of coffee. Half swig there. Yep. And so uh, we, we, we fired that off. Anything going on? Anything exciting? Did you? I mean, what, what exciting happened in your world after 9 o'clock yesterday, Ward White? Um, just busy work. Nothing, nothing extremely exciting. You know, for us, this is fun. I mean, it, it really is. We got a lot going on, but man, it does make for a lot of moving parts, doesn't it? It does. We've, we, you know, we're, it takes time to kind of strategize. Well, if we got to do this, we got to get this done. We got to go here, but it's all worth it. So, oh yeah, absolutely. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, just to remind you. So coming up on Thursday, uh, you know, the Bears are going to be in Fort Worth taking on Norfolk State in round one of the NCAA tournament. That will be a 12.30 pregame with a 1 o'clock tip-off on ESPN Central Texas. We will be in uh, Fort Worth as well. And I believe we're going to be at a museum. I- I'm, I'll give you all the details We uh, coming up uh, soon. <laughs> I got to remember, it's the, uh, it's the Fort Worth Museum of Science and History. That's what it is. Uh, not too terribly far from Dickey's Arena. We're going to be there with the Office of the of Baylor Alumni for a big tailgate party. So we'll get you ready uh, for a big tailgate. And we're, we're going to be broadcasting from there uh, starting at 11 a.m. on on Thursday morning. So that'll be fun. Uh, and I think we're in the we're in the plans. It's everything. It moves so fast because you have to wait till Sunday night to find the brackets and get all that information, and then you put it all together as fast as you can. But I think we're going to come back on Saturday if the Bears are fortunate enough to to win. And I think they should be. They should be. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, there's only been one sixteen knock off a one in the history of this tournament. So you would think they. But you know what? It happens. It it, it has happened. And they all start zero to zero. And I think that's the message Scott Drew will give his basketball team. Don't you dare overlook this team. Oh, it's got to be. Yeah. It has to be. There, there is no Saturday without Thursday. And so, now, again, I just – pure talent and the ability to, to, to play well, I, I don't think Thursday should be much of an issue, but we're going to find out. I mean, We're, we're going to find out. They have a sour taste in their mouth. Regardless, I mean, you get knocked out by Oklahoma. It, granted, it was the best thing that happened to them, in my opinion. You have some time to rest, but they're going to come out and make a point, in my opinion. Yeah, and you know, and the other part about that is, is you can say, well, they can get a big lead, and then they can, you know, then they can rest their guys. Rest who? 
Yeah, that's you know the, the rotation is seven. <laughs> you know that's that's kind of the same thing with Nikki Collins' team. We were you know who are you resting? There's there's seven players. That's your rotation. Uh, you know they're they're playing. <laughs> that's just the way it is. Uh, you know when you have a small rotation, then that's what you're going to get. So anyway. Uh, let's see. What do we got on the program today? We, we, we've got Shehan Jayaraja from CBSSports.com. You know, I bet Shehan will be at the uh, – I bet he'll be over at the games. Oh, yeah. Decked out in green and gold. He'll be there. Because he's a Baylor guy. He's a Baylor guy. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll talk to we'll talk to Shehan today. Uh, one of the things that we've kind of decided to do is, as much as we can, there's six men's teams, six women's teams from the Big 12 that are going to be in the tournament. And we're going to try to talk to some guys from across the conference who, you know, who, and, and kind of get, uh, you know, the feel for that particular team in our league. And we're going to start with Jeff Howe from, from, uh, uh, from uh, 247 Sports down in Austin. And, and Jeff covers Texas. And so Jeff will join us and talk about the, uh, the Longhorns and talk about, uh, the, uh, the, the women's team as well, and and get uh, their perspective on what's going on there. I will say this. I talked to a couple of people in Austin yesterday. Uh, like you guys pointed out, they don't like this bracket at all. They they drew the short end of the stick drawing Virginia Tech. That is a dangerous team. Um, you know They're really hot right now, and we don't know. This is what I wanted to ask Jeff. Which Texas team is going to show up? Well, he, you know, yeah. I mean, we don't know. Like, even from half to it was game to game. Hell, it was half to half against TCU. Forty and twenty. Well, you don't Forty know. and twenty. Stop and think about that now. Forty and twenty. But not only Virginia Tech Ward, but that entire bracket for them doesn't. I mean, it's uh, it doesn't match up real, real well. No, I mean, it, it, it's, it doesn't. It, it's. <laughs> but they're not going to have to worry about the rest of the bracket. <laughs> no. <laughs> You got them out after day one. I got Virginia Tech beating them. I do wow. too. Yeah. Holy smokes! So, how would you rate if that happens? How do we rate Chris Beard's first year in Austin? You no, 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 no. No, Chris Beard did just fine. He came in. He had to put together some some pieces. He had some guys stay over. Uh, he got him to the tournament in his first year. That's how I'm looking at it. And there's yeah. plenty to build on. I mean, I think it's successful. It's, you know, it's you, you can't expect him to jump over the moon the first year. No. Even with a preseason, what, number five or something? Well, that was because he was there. I think that was overreaching. Exactly. Look, he's, he's done more in one year, arguably. And I'm not saying necessarily wins and losses, but he has shown more promise in one year than Shaka showed in his entire tenure. He certainly got more people to the games. Absolutely. All right. That's how I'm seeing it. But how do they view it in in, they in got, Austin, Texas? They better be thankful they got him. Exactly. And that's the problem with Texas. You gotta be patient. You can't get, <laughs> get you can't get mad and want to rush somebody out the door five minutes later. Dude, give him an opportunity to build something. Chris Beard is one of the best coaches in the nation. Let him do his job. Oh, Ward, did you hear? Did you hear Young Garrett use know, use patience in Texas, Texas in the same it's, sentence? It's tricky. <laughs> that doesn't happen. <laughs> Look at the list of guys that they've gone through in football and in basketball. And that's why they're a dumpster fire, man. They just gotta get it together. Be patient. 
Unfortunately, well, that's not where we live nowadays. No, and, and you know what? It's not just there. It's everywhere. Yeah. It is everywhere. Uh, you know, it's you know that five-year program just became 18 months. Yeah. It did. I know. It, it's it's ridiculous. You honestly. you remember it wasn't that long ago that we when you signed a coach, it was it was typically a five-year deal because hey, you got to cycle through all of all the previous regimes, guys. You got to get your guys in, teach them your program, teach them your your offense, your defense, whatever the case may be, and, and then you had to start building your 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 core base of players, and it took about five years. Now they're telling you, hey, uh, we're going to sign you to a four or five year deal, but if it's not done, and, and if we don't see what we want to see in eighteen months, we're pushing your butt on out the door, and the next guy's up. I mean, that's kind of how it is. It is. It's, it's unfortunate, but that's where we're at. What got us to that point? Is is it all the TV dollars that's available out there? Part of that, and part of it is, you know, the opportunity to have the transfer rule now. I, I mean, that's, that's ramped things up immensely. Uh, and so, you know, you, you expect them to be able to, to get their guys in there a little bit quicker. Uh, how You know, just how good a recruiter are you? Uh, and, you know, it's the instant gratification world we live in. I mean, there's no other explanation than that. That's a great point. I mean, it it, it is that, uh, you know. So, you you've got to get it done, and you got to get it done in a hurry, or you know somebody else is going to get uh, get an opportunity to sit in your chair. You know, yeah. and that's why a lot of a lot of teams have, you know, as Garrett pointed out, struggled because they don't they don't see it in in the big picture light. It's not there anymore. But when the man that walks in with the big checkbook. Says, you know what, fellas, we need to do something about fill in the blank. See, and that's the that's the problem. Like, just because you have the money doesn't mean you should have the say on what's going on in the athletic department. <laughs> I know. And look, I know. Trust me, I know. It's it's one of those hand in hand type things. It's just it's gotten out of control, and I, I well, don't know and, how you can reel it in. Well, you're not going to be able to because the other thing that's going to hurt it even more and speed up the process is the NIL. Absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. Now you can go, you know, buy players. You know, the the rich are going to get richer and the poor are going to get poorer. And if you don't have the means or the alumni base or somebody in town that's willing to help you write a check to get the guys there that you need, well, then you're going to get left behind. Yeah. Yep. It's a good point. Yeah. Also on the program today. Uh, David Hall, he covers Norfolk for the Virginian Pilot Newspaper. Cool name for a paper, by the way. That is pretty awesome. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk to to David about uh, uh, about uh, Norfolk and, and their trip to uh, to Cowtown. He also covers the Orioles, so we could talk some throw some MLB at him as well. Yeah, so we'll get in all that. So uh, that's what we have for you this morning. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. We're 11 minutes after 7 o'clock. Time to check out the weather forecast from Fox 44. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly sunny skies today. It's going to be a little breezy, but should be a beautiful Tuesday. Very seasonal temperatures, too, with a high of 72 degrees. Mostly clear skies tonight. We drop to 42, and tomorrow mostly sunny. It's going to be even warmer with a high of 79. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on Game Time. 
We're joined now by Baylor basketball coach Scott Drew. You look at most of the places we play, and I think everywhere we've played, we've had a sellout. And you look at our environment with college game day and how loud the Ferrell Center was. I mean, it's hard to go on the road in a packed house and a loud crowd and, and be able to execute and be composed and withstand runs and get a win. Game time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready, we are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with Case Construction Equipment, equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. Case Equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is. How are you feeling today? More than an empty question, it's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family, and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need. Someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension Providence, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety and our care. Ask about virtual visits. The ER at Ascension Providence Hospital is open 24-7. Get the care you need at GetProvidenceCare.com. ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. ProStar Rental, they make work easier. You know your closet well, but what does it sound like? Yes, your closet. Does it whisper your taste? Does it scream your taste? Stitch Fix gets to know your unique style and fit. Its selection transforms to show you only the looks and trends you'll love. With a shopping experience that evolves alongside your taste, your closet will scream so you without actually screaming. Stitch Fix for women and men. We're so you. The best prices on newer used guns can be found at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They have a large selection of 9mm guns, revolvers, shotguns, and ammo from brand names like Smith & Wesson, Kanek, Bursa, Glock, and Ruger. Buy, sell, or trade with a friendly and knowledgeable staff that will promptly answer your questions. And ask about their lifetime warranty on new guns. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118222462. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House has been delivering savory barbecue and delicious sides. With their two locations in Hewitt and Waco, drive through window, remodeled indoor dining space, delivery options, and new hours, Uncle Dan's is sure to be a Central Texas favorite. Specials include one meat plate with two sides for only $7.09, with beef and rib plates only a dollar more on Mondays. Buy one, get one half off for Texas taters on Tuesday and prime beef brisket on Fridays. Come eat at this family-owned business and feel like you're right at home. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. All right, 7.15, welcome back in. This is game time. And, and from our CNC Collision Center text line, Justin says, let the dumpster fire stay. Stay lit. <laughs> Pretty good, isn't it? 
like that. All right. Uh, we're brought to you in part by uh, our good friends at uh, Good Feet, VersaLift, Southwest, Pro Star Rental, and Big Boys Record Service uh, bringing you the program this morning. All right, 15 after 7, 7.15. I don't know if you guys saw this. Uh, we're going to talk some Cowboy football here in just a second, but I don't know if you guys saw this. This is pretty cool. Dude, first of all, I didn't even know this th- this existed, but the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum. I've never heard of that. So are we familiar with the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame? No. Are we familiar with the National Bobblehead Museum? No, but no. it sounds like something I'd, I would like to check out. You, it's strategically located in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I don't know if I'll be making it up to Milwaukee anytime soon. <laughs> Oh, it's a great town. Great town. I'm not really sure what great for, town, but I don't know. It's near Green Bay. What can I tell? Anyway, uh, anyway, they have unveiled. Now this is serious. Two officially licensed limited edition bobbleheads commemorating Baylor's first NCAA men's basketball national championship. The release comes ahead of the anniversary of Baylor's title. And as Baylor is setting out to defend the championship with the uh, first round of the 2022 NCAA Men's Tournament tip-off on Thursday, the uh, special edition bobbleheads are being produced by the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum and official licensee and manufacturer of the uh, Baylor Bear bobbleheads. The uh, You can get these bobbleheads. Let me see. I, I, in fact, I've got two of them. I've got both of them uh, on my desk, and they're pretty cool. Pretty cool. So, the Bobbleheads will be available in the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum online store. You ready? It is uh, HTTPS colon backslash backslash B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash. Or, or No, it's a backslash. Uh, Baylor, Baylor Bobbles. So there you go. I think if you went to Baylor Bobbles, you'd be in pretty good shape. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Baylor Bobbles. Just go to Baylor Bobbles. And uh, you can you can make the purchase. The bobbles are expected to ship in uh, in May. They're thirty dollars for uh, the newspaper bobble uh, bobblehead and thirty five for the uh, ladder bobble. I mean, they got one uh, holding holding the newspaper and then one climbing the ladder to cut down the nets. They're pretty awesome. Looking. Yeah, they are they, pretty, cool. Pretty, pretty cool. So you you can you can check those out. And uh, there you go. I just thought I'd pass that along to you. All right, uh, seven eighteen eighteen minutes after seven. Ward, you were saying. The other day that the Cowboys cleared out the cap space with, uh, you know, the, with Zach Martin and Dak Prescott, they cleared out some money. Well, apparently they cleared out enough to keep Demarcus Lawrence a Dallas Cowboy. Well, they restructured his contract, which is something that, you know, he, he was not real open to the idea last week, but somehow Jerry Jones and, and the group convinced him of, you know, giving him another another deal that's going to keep him in Dallas and, again, you know, for seven years in a row, keep him right there in, in the, you know, biggest money at, at his position in the NFL. So, uh, somehow they got the deal done. Well, and you mentioned restructure, but when most of it's guaranteed, they can restructure my deal any way they want to. Well, it's yeah. a $40 million deal, but 30 of it is guaranteed money. That's That's why they got it done. You know, and it's spread out to where, you know, it's it's a uh, it's back heavy in the deal. So, it look it's a it's a good deal for both of them. There's no doubt about it. Again, he's a guy coming off another injury. Uh, seven. Yeah, you know, he, he played in seven games last year. Seven of seventeen. 
I just feel like you could find somebody better than DeMarcus Lawrence. When I look at the deal, the best thing I saw is that it opened up. It gave Dallas 13 extra million to work with to bring in somebody else. And you're definitely going to need that. I mean, you sent Cedric Wilson packing. Uh, you, your best receiver right now is C.D. Lamb, but you've got so much money invested in Gallup. I think that's horrible. Uh, all this does is, is gives them a little more to work with. It gives them $13 million, as you pointed out, to work on Randy Gregory and, and probably yeah, in exactly. Jalen Curse. So, I mean, if you can get them, maybe it's a win, but it's still, I think they could have done better. Do you feel like in, in some cases, and it may be true with all teams right now, but in some cases, the Cowboys kind of rolled the dice in that they're giving money and, and good money to guys that are coming off injuries. Does that scare you at all? That's typical. That's, that's, typical that's what Dallas, Dallas does. <laughs> that's why they're <laughs> mediocre. I mean, Gallup's getting $62 million coming off an ACL. Uh, again, I just point out Demarcus Lawrence, who I personally think, and, and you guys may disagree. I I think when he's well and his motor's running, he's as good as it gets at the at a rush in. Uh, he he's boy, he's good. My problem with him is keeping him on the field. You can't keep him on the field. Like all of Dallas's defensive players, except for Michael Parsons, are always banged up. Your main ones, I mean, Vander Ash couldn't stay on the field. Sean Lee could never stay on the field. He, Marcus Lawrence can't stay on the field. They're just throwing money at injured guys, and it's a broken cycle that they can't get out of. Yeah, it's it's, I, I understand the upside of them, but does the upside outweigh the downside? And that's just a decision you have to make if you're a franchise. I mean, do you feel like that you can make it work and 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 sit there with the comfort comfort zone that you're in? You know, I don't know. You know, maybe you get lucky and he doesn't. And he he doesn't have an issue and, and doesn't miss four or five games a season. I, I, Some guys are just injury prone. Yeah, and to this point, he hasn't proved that he can't. So what's changed? And I don't think anything has. So I, I, I guess it's just, you know, they feel like that when they do have him available, he's that much better than anybody else that's out there. And, and, and I don't know that he is or isn't. And, 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 and again, I have nothing to base this on. It's just a feel. Sometimes I feel – like, they sign a guy, not because they feel like this guy is the right guy, but they don't want that guy going someplace else and doing the I told you so type thing. And, and I don't know. I mean, sometimes, and, and that may be just a stretch and a reach for me, but it just, it just, I, sometimes there's just no rhyme or reason. Now, I'm telling you, for me, when it comes to Demarcus Lawrence, that's a guy I want on my football team. I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. I know he, you know, and I, I brought up the fact that he's only he, last year he played in seven games out of seventeen or whatever the case may be. But the fact of the matter is, I really, really like him. Uh, as and and I want him on my team. Are you signing him? Probably so. And again, it's because the upside is so good with him that you know you sometimes you just have to take that chance and see if you can you know get what you can get out of him. Uh, and again, it goes back to, is there anybody out there that you can say, okay, we literally have the ability to go get this guy and plug him in, and he immediately is better than D-Law. Mm -hmm. And I don't see that being the case right now. Nothing in the draft, nothing in free agency. Not that you can plug in immediately. I think you could plug in Hutchison. If you got Hutchison from Michigan? Mm, no. I don't, I don't think know, so. Man. He's not ready. He might be. I think he is. I don't think so. And how are you going to get him? 
You're probably not, but I'm just saying. Okay. No, yeah. that's what I'm saying. He's that, got to be that, available. That's what I said, the availability to be able to go out and get him. I, you know, They're not going to be able to go get him. He's going to go, what, one? Probably top two, three. Yeah. three. yeah, Cowboys can't trade up to that. They don't have the ability. Okay, so here's what Dallas has done so far in the offseason. But, yeah, he probably – I mean, he's, he's going to be good. Yeah. It, is he going to be immediately good, an immediate impact player? I don't know. I mean, you, you just have nothing to judge that off of right off the bat. No, I just see a lot of Chase Young in him. And just seeing the way Chase Young was able to come in and have success and seeing Micah, I think a lot of these guys are developing faster and can come they in are. and make that transition a lot They quicker. are, but, I mean, that's, that's still you, – you mentioned two out of how many? Yeah, a bunch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so here's what here's what has transpired so far within the Cowboy offseason. Tied in Dalton Schultz, franchise tag. Amari Cooper traded to Cleveland. Boy, they don't like him. Uh, Michael Gallup re-signed, 62 and some change. Uh, Cedric Wilson is out the door, going to sign with Miami. Uh, they released Greg Zerline, thank goodness. Uh, uh, and Blake Jarwin has been released. And they then they re-signed their long snapper. So that's what's been done thus far. Why thank goodness on Greg Zerline? I thought he was very inconsistent. Yeah, I agree. Incredibly inconsistent. I mean, I he he missed more extra points. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> and I know the whole new extra point thing. But how? I mean, you go back you and look. It, the dude, you've got that's got to be automatic. It does, but it's not. It's, it's not no, with him. It's not. It's not anywhere across the NFL either. If you it's look at the, bad, it, man. it's gotten Kickers real bad. Well, really you moved them back, and now it's a field goal. So what, thirty-two yards or something yeah. like that yeah. to kick an extra point? Yeah. But he was incredibly inconsistent. Incredibly inconsistent. Uh, there's there's guys out there all day long that that are more consistent than he is, and that's a guy. And I look, you, you hate to say it, but you can. There's kickers all over the place because they can kick to their seventy-five. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> they, well, they can't. There's kickers to be had. Trust me. All right. Uh, there's, so, there's only a handful of really good kickers out there. I, I get your point, but he's not one of them. I, I don't know. I mean, I you're, you're going to have to go out and find that guy. And and you're right. It, there there probably is a, an opportunity for them to to go find somebody that yeah. that they can just get the job done. Um, now the one thing he did do he and did and did well is is kickoffs. I mean they they were always in or out of the back of the end zone. Kickoffs and long field goals when you needed them, he was pretty much more consistent than he was on extra points. There's no doubt about that. I mean, That's but so it, crazy. It, it, you, you, you gnaw your nails when when they're kicking an extra point with him. Uh anyway. And look, again, man, there's guys out there that can kick. 726, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward and Garrett, we're glad you're with us. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, we're going to bring in Shehan Jayaraja from CBS Sports. We'll do that next here on ESPN Central Texas. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. 
Baylor basketball from the NCAA tournament on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears open play in the NCAA tournament as a top seed in the East Regional Thursday in Fort Worth against Norfolk State. 12.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 1 p.m. tip-off Thursday. Baylor basketball with Pat and John from the NCAA tournament here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco and Union Hall introduces their new craveable taco of the month. The Nashville Hot Chicken Taco. Crispy fried chicken, Nashville hot sauce, cabbage slaw, and chipotle mayo on a fresh flour tortilla. It's spicy, savory, and delish. Hurry into Waco Tacos at Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in downtown Waco or call us at 254-340-1700. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. With tax season approaching, are you wondering how new laws could affect your financial portfolio? I'm Joe Kaleo with the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. If you're unsure about the effect tax legislation could have on your wealth, we can help you develop a plan that withstands change no matter what the season. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House is one of Waco's longest, continuous, family-owned barbecue restaurants. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's has been offering delicious ribs, made-from-scratch sides, the famous Texas tater, and prime beef brisket. Convenient drive-through windows and sit-down dining allow customers to be served in whichever way they desire. Uncle Dan's is proud to serve Central Texas Monday through Saturday with locations in Waco and Hewitt. Come visit the loyal staff at Uncle Dan's today and experience their rich history and family recipes. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. The NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament starts tonight with two play-in games. AM Corpus Christi meets Texas Southern while Indiana tangles with Wyoming. At the end of five days of bad weather, Australian Cameron Smith won the PGA Players Championship thanks in part to 10 birdies during the final round. The Padres will be without Fernando Tatis Jr. for the first three months of the season. He has a broken wrist after an off-season motorcycle accident. The Braves have acquired first baseman Matt Olson from Oakland, an indication that free agent Freddie Freeman is headed elsewhere. Baylor baseball travels to Huntsville this evening to take on Sam Houston State. Pre-game is at 6.15, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. 
All right, 731, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We're joined now by Shehan Jayaraja from CBSSports.com. We're going to talk some football with Shehan, but heck, Shehan, we got uh, we got basketball we got to talk about. Uh, you got the Baylor men and the Baylor women uh, in the uh, NCAA tournament. The men will be in Fort Worth. Are you going to get to go see the game? <laughs> I'm trying to figure that out right now. Actually, the timing's pretty good. Thursday is my day off, but we have some stuff in the evening, but the game's at 1, 1 p.m., so I'm hoping that I'll be able to be there at least for that first game. Uh, uh, that and it, again with with Baylor being a one seed, uh, drawing Fort Worth that that really works really nicely for fans getting an opportunity to go to, to go to the basketball games. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, it's it's obviously a great opportunity for Baylor to be able to start at home. Uh, th- there was a lot of hope that they'd get that South region and be able to really play in Texas all the way through the tournament until the final four. But but still to get those first two rounds, I think, will be a big deal. And, and I will say, I mean, I think that it's going to be a good opportunity for them in that second round when they will draw North Carolina or Marquette, who are a pretty tough matchup, I think, in that second round. So uh, I think it's a great opportunity for them to be in Texas. And I expect a, a very Baylor-heavy crowd up in Fort Worth. Was the biggest snub in the NCAA tournament Texas A&M? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say anything else, right? I mean, obviously, they, they make it all the way to the finals of the uh, of the SEC tournament. They, they have a chance to beat Tennessee. And, you know, it's usually when you are a major conference team, if you're playing in the conference championship game, that's pretty much a sure thing, especially, I mean, the SEC was a good league this year. Uh, you know, Tennessee is a great team this year. And they beat so many good teams along the way just to get there. And to see, yeah, I mean, no disrespect, but to see some of these teams that got in from the Big Ten over Texas A&M, it's kind of a joke. You know I mean? For Michigan to get in over them, you know, Indiana, I think, had a tenuous case over them. And then even to see some of the, the mid-major teams that got in. And then I think it's even more disrespectful that they put out the first four out and they are the fourth team out. Uh, that was crazy to me. You know, I mean, I, I know that's one thing that the committee really values is a tough out-of-conference schedule. And I think that Texas A&M has struggled the past couple of years and probably just wanted to put together some wins. But, uh, you know, at the same time, it's it's like if you go and you win those games, you beat those ranked opponents, you have a good net rating, all that sort of stuff, you should be in the tournament. <laughs> you know, I, I think that's, uh, you know, to say sort of in hindsight, oh, well, you know, if you had to schedule tougher in, in non-conference, stuff like that, it, it's just tough, right, in the, in the field of 68. Another thing I will say, too, is that, you know, being the being the 69th best team in America, I, I don't feel that bad for you, right? I mean, it's a huge field, uh, you know, and, and so, you know, I mean, there's always going to be a cutoff, but Texas A&M, I think, certainly should have been in over some of those big 10 teams that were put in instead. Shayon, do you think any like when you look at that Texas matchup with Virginia Tech, do they have any chance? Like legitimately, do they have a chance in your eyes? Yeah, yeah, I, I think they do. I mean, it's definitely a tough matchup, and they're and they're catching Virginia Tech at a very bad time after they've just gone and and won, of course, the ACC tournament. I mean, that's just such a tough matchup for them. But Texas is still a good team. I know that Texas isn't playing their best basketball right now, but they defend at a really high level. And the thing that I'll say too, right, is that I think that sometimes playing in the Big Twelve we run into the issue of teams just become so familiar with each other. And, you know, so you see Texas kind of get figured out a little bit. Obviously other teams play that kind of no middle defense that Texas plays. And, and I think Texas Tech and Baylor do it at a, at a higher level than Texas does. Uh, but, you know, when you go into the tournament, sometimes it can be a little bit of a wild card. And so, 
You know, I think that it's going to be a 50-50 tight matchup. I, Virginia Tech, again, is, is a tough matchup, I think, for what Texas wants to do. But you know the talent on this team. We've seen flashes of it across the season. So they do have a chance, uh, you know, but it's definitely going to be an interesting matchup for them. What are your thoughts on, on Scott Drew's team? They're going to have to go through this like they have for most of the season with a, with a short rotation of seven seven players. I mean, can you get it done? Can you get through this gauntlet that is the NCAA tournament with a seven-man rotation? I think you can. Uh, it's it's just, man, if, if you had told me heading into the tournament that they're fully healthy, if you told me that they have L.J. Cryer and, and Everyday John and all of that, I mean, not even counting lengths and love who was never healthy this year. I mean, this, this team is incredibly good, right? I mean, this team is really, really good. I think they have a very real chance to win the title in that case. And playing with seven, I mean, when you get deep into the tournament, it's it's less about the number of players because I think they'll be okay from that perspective. But it's more just not having very many bigs because Flo Thamba is kind of your only true big. They've, they've had a lot of success uh, running that Sohan lineup with him playing the five. And I think that that's going to be a killer lineup in the tournament as well. But, you know, it, it's just we've seen these days where, you know, where Adam Flagler just doesn't have it, for example, or, or maybe, you know, they're, they're just not shooting well from three. And I think that with LJ Cryer out of the lineup, especially, and, and we don't really know at this point if he's going to be uh, back in any meaningful way, you know, they, they've just struggled to be the kind of three-point shooting team that they've been for the last two, well, three years, I guess, at this point. And, and I think that that's the bigger issue to me than having a short rotation is just how many guys do you have out on the court right now that can either defend the rim or shoot the three with consistency right now. So they need to get hot. I think is kind of the short of it. They, they need to, to obviously play well. I'm not super worried about it being a seven, uh, a seven player rotation. I think that a lot of times when you head into the tournament, that's what it turns into anyway, but they really need to be shooting the ball at a high level. And I think they need to get the most out of everybody because you know, they are in a pretty tough region. Jayhan, who's the first number one out of this tournament? First number one out of this tournament. Um, that's a good question. I would. I mean, Arizona's got a tough road in the South. I think. I, I mean, they. They. I don't think they're as battle tested as some of the other one seeds. Um, you know, there, there's not an obvious, obvious team that that's going to knock them out necessarily. But I think that they have a tough path. And I think Gonzaga, for for the number one overall seed, they have a really, really tough path. You know, they've got Texas Tech in their region. It's just, I don't know if they're the first one out, um, but, but you know, I think that they will have a really tough time. So I, I think that there's a really decent chance that all four of these one seeds could lose before making the final four, uh, just with the strength of the region. And we've seen so much parity across college basketball at this point. Um, you know, but, uh, and I mean, that doesn't count Kansas. So I think is obviously also a flawed team. So really, I think the answer is that any of them could lose almost at any time, which I think makes it a really exciting tournament. Let's talk some football, Shayhan. One thing that caught my attention yesterday, SMU running back, uh, Ulysses Bentley hit the transfer portal. My immediate thought is, are you heading over there with Dykes and going to TCU? They obviously got the, the room now with um, Zach Evans gone. What are your thoughts on, on Bentley? Where do you think he ends up? Yeah, I mean, I think that, that certainly he's going to look into that option. Uh, you know, TCU has some running back depth, so I'm, I don't know what they want. Um, you know, the other thing that I'll mention is that uh, TCU just added a new running back coach. Uh, he was a running back coach at Memphis. So, you know, maybe does uh, does TCU look to Memphis in any way if they want to add running back depth? You know, it, it's hard to know. 
Ulysses Bentley's a really talented player. Uh, he's dealt with injuries a little bit, but uh, he's just such a quick back. And the other thing that I'll mention, too, is that he's going to be so much better when he's able to be more of a role player than he is having to be, be sort of a uh, an all-purpose back. Because, I mean, he what he really wants to be is, you know, he wants to be part of a rotation and, and kind of be the quick back and next to maybe a more powerful back. And they were planning to have that with him and T.J. McDaniel at SMU, but T.J. McDaniel dealt with some freak injury stuff. Uh, and so, you know, I think that he's going to have an opportunity to go somewhere else and play. He ran for nearly 1,000 yards in 2020. Um, and, uh, you know, I think TC will certainly be on his list, but I'd be curious to see, you know, what, what kind of other options he's looking at. I want to get your thoughts on, uh, on on so many of these schools and a lot here in Texas over the over the last few years making the transition into D1. And I was, I was thinking about Tarleton State. Uh, uh, I saw a deal the other day where, you know, they have to add on to their stadium to get it to 24000 So there's an expense. Uh, they're upgrading, obviously, their coaching staff. So there's an expense, adding more coaches. So what is the benefits for these institutions to to make that transition into into particularly, say, FCS football? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. And honestly, I could go on for hours about it. So I'll try to keep it shorter. You know, but uh, I think that one of the things that I look at most when I look at a team transitioning up to Division One, and also I'll say also transitioning up to FBS, is I think that it really plays into uh, to what you want your school to be from a stature perspective. Because financially, like you said, it's going to be a lot of expenses. Uh, you, you know, I think financially it's not always a winner. You will make more money as a Division One team, no doubt about it. You have access to the NCAA tournament. You also, you know, and and that uh, comes with its own payout. You will get all of your games televised usually on something like ESPN Plus or, or something like that. So there is money involved, but it's not game-changing money. You do kind of have to put the work in uh, and the finances in to be able to do that. But I think Tarleton's a great example because I think Tarleton really wants to increase its profile you know, from a, from a national perspective. And another one that I'll point to is Sam Houston moving up to FBS, right? It, I think that Sam Houston wants to be considered – one of the major schools in Texas in a lot of ways. And, and I think that you look at like Texas state, right? When Texas state moved up from division two to FCS to FBS, I think that's a big driver of it is wanting to be this sort of flagship campus. UTSA sort of a, a similar sort of deal. They want to be a major school that you think about, uh, you know, for when you are talking about FCS and lower tier uh, FBS as well, it is almost more of a branding exercise at that point than it is uh, kind of a financial venture. We think so much about, these major schools and the millions and billions of dollars and all that sort of stuff. But that's not really what you're looking at when you're moving up to FBS or low level FBS. You're, you're talking about, you know, you, you are dealing in the millions, but not in the tens of millions or the hundreds of millions like your Texas or Baylor. So I, I think that more than anything else, it's about trying to increase the profile of the school. It's about trying to increase recruiting and it's about trying to take advantage uh, of an opportunity to maybe uh, come out on the national stage because, you know, I mean, certainly people can, uh, you know, I, I didn't know what Colgate was until the NCAA tournament. I don't know what Hofstra is until the NCAA tournament. And, uh, and Tarleton now is going to have an opportunity as well, in addition to football, to have an opportunity to make the NCAA tournament. And that's, a, again, a huge branding opportunity for that school. What is the most intriguing team in the Big 12 to keep an eye on this spring? That's a good question. Uh, most intriguing team. I mean, certainly Baylor's intriguing, but they, they are more of a sure thing based off of what happened this past year. I'm really interested to see what's happening with Adrian Martinez at Kansas State. Uh, Skylar Thompson was so good for them, but, you know, I mean, the, I think Adrian Martinez, just from a pure talent perspective, gives them something that they haven't had in a long while. Now, 
inconsistency has been his big issue, but I think that this is a coaching staff that can maybe get the most out of him at quarterback. Uh, and, and I think that he could fit in really well into sort of their run-based uh, quarterback system that also has a lot of pro-style aspects to it. So I like what they have the opportunity to do there. And I think you have to look at Texas Tech, right? Joey McGuire heading over there, putting together a tremendous staff with Tim DeRuder, as defensive coordinator, coming over from Oregon. Zach Kittley put together a record-breaking offense with Bailey Zappi at Western Kentucky, and now he's coming home to Texas Tech to be offensive coordinator. I mean, this is a really interesting staff. He's, you know, Joey McGuire's that guy, right? I mean, he's exciting. He's fun. People want to play for him. Uh, right now, uh, you know, it's it's early, but they have a top five class in the nation right now in the recruiting rankings. So I, I think that there's a lot of reasons for excitement. And it'll be interesting to see from a pure coaching perspective, you know, how quickly does this come together? Because I think that I think that Matt Wells put together some really good bones for a foundation. But now it's kind of got to be the, the on-field coaching, right? That was kind of where Matt Wells fell short uh, during his tenure there. And I think that Joey McGuire coming in, He's a ball coach, of course. He, he's going to get people up and motivated. And, and I think that he hired some really good assistants to kind of help uh, pull the whole thing together. Shayon, what were your initial thoughts when you saw the story drop about the Army football players and the ODs with fentanyl? And it, is this one of those things? My initial thoughts were, okay, if this is an HBCU school, this is blowing up. This is all we're talking about. But it seems like with it being a military institution, it's kind of been swept under the rug. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a weird situation. And I mean, I think that it didn't help that there was some very confusing information coming from, uh, you know, when it first happened. But I mean, this is just such an epidemic, right? I mean, it, it's just to, to see kids kind of go down. And I mean, look, I, I certainly 1 million percent do not advocate drug use. But I mean, there are consequences for your actions. And this is this is not them, right? To, to overdose, to be hospitalized. Uh, you know, I think that it's just become also such an epidemic across the country right now that it's just kind of another story, you know, and which, which is really sad. And, and, you know, I think as a country, it's not where we want to be, uh, you know, and, and so I hope that, you know, I hope that people did see this story. I hope that people are thinking about this story, even if it's not, like you said, sort of going viral, the, the talk of the town right now. Uh, and, and I hope that people also stay safe, you know, I mean, it's, it's just, you don't know right now if you're, if you're buying drugs off the street, what's in them. And so, you know, I, I agree. I, I, think that it's a little surprising that it hasn't been a little bit bigger of a story but uh but you know I, I think that hopefully it's a little bit of a cautionary tale anyway all right who you like tonight texas a&m corpus christi or texas southern <laughs> i gotta know uh, man i gotta know we gotta call <laughs> vegas and we're going on you <laughs> oh man oh man uh well i i should you should have caught, caught me last year when i was uh, over at dave campbell's texas basketball but give me texas southern i think that they put together a great program over there and i think that uh, they'd love an opportunity to go up against the one seed all right shayhan what are you working on uh, for cbssports.com yeah, we got some articles coming out about uh, kind of the start of spring spring practice for some of those swing teams, right? So I put together a piece on Oregon last week. I've got one on Oklahoma coming up. We got one that came out on Clemson. Uh, you know, so just kind of a, a spring primer on some of the teams that have really changed over the last couple of weeks and months. So uh, check that out at CBSSports.com. Shehan, as always, it is a pleasure, man. We appreciate your time today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Talk to you soon. That is Shehan Jayaraja from CBS Sports. Com. You mentioned that Army uh, situation. Shahan has got an article on, on online right now at CBSSports.com about that. I read it this morning. Uh, it's gut-wrenching. I mean, it, re- yeah. it really, really is. It's uh, you, you got people in the hospital right now, and it's just uh, – just it's 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 a, it's a tragedy. I think there's five that are still hospitalized this morning. So 
Uh, you can read it. You can read about it at cbsports.com. All right, uh, hey, hey, got a uh, land sale coming up. Uh, Twisted Creek Ranch has a sneak preview land sale. It's coming up Saturday the nineteenth and Sunday the twentieth. Ten acres, ninety nine nine. Uh, twelve hundred square foot barnuminium shell with ten acres, only one fifty nine nine. Now this is this is out in the hill country and it's beautiful. It's out. To, uh, how would you describe it, Ward? I mean, it, it's it's near Lake Proctor, around mm-hmm. uh, around Comanche and Hamilton in that in that area, that general vicinity, and it, that's kind of the cross timbers, cross and, timbers area. Yeah. So I mean, you, it's really a beautiful part of the state. You can check it out. Spectacular panoramic. 20-plus mile hill country views, beautiful home sites with a prime centralized location. Now, you can get this for a, a weekend getaway, or you can make this your permanent residence. I mean, it's 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 up to you. Gated entrance and electric, uh, county and private roads, Peaceful Creek, uh, low taxes, uh, camping, fishing, horseback riding, hiking trails, water sports, all near Proctor Lake. And, again, we've mentioned this several times. Uh, that that's a beautiful lake. Got a tremendous golf course on it and a lot of fun. Uh, so it's it's a it's a neat part of the state and you can check it out. Perfect for a weekend getaway, as we mentioned, or your or your primary residence. Excellent bank and Texas vet financing, high speed fiber and optic internet. And man, if you want to check it out, you certainly can. Uh, it's twistedcreektx.com. That's twistedcreektx.com, or you can call them at 877-333-9413. Recently on the John Moore Show. King McClure, our guest, ESPN uh, Television College Basketball Analyst. Is this about where you thought Baylor might be? Are they below where you thought they might be? Or are they better than where you thought they might be? So I think in my mind, when Baylor is healthy, there's no doubt in my mind that they are the best team in the country. And they showed that because they have a bunch of different facets. They're very versatile. Um, they can guard. They can switch. Even their bigs can guard guards and switch from the perimeter. Um, I love Baylor when they're healthy. Uh, the key, the, 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 the thing that I was worried about coming into the year is the lack of guard, the lack of, the lack of depth in your guard position. And we see that uh, being a problem. Right there, it left a, a lot of question marks because who knew? Like, things happen in the season. The Voice of the Bears, John Morris. Weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. It's time to save on the powerfully versatile Kubota M7 tractor with up to 168 horsepower, superior loader lift capacity, and operator-friendly controls and comfort. The hard-working M7. Built right, built ready. Now get the Kubota M7 tractor for zero down and 0% APR for 60 months, plus $8,000 loyalty cash reward. Now through March 31st. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com. ESPN lovers, upgrade your diamond stud earrings for only a penny more. Whatever the occasion you're waiting to upgrade, shop at Diamore Fine Jewelers and gain an all-access VIP pass to our lifetime diamond stud earring program. Spend $500 on a pair of earrings, spend a penny more and upgrade. When she says diamonds, pretty, pretty please, say yes, 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 with a penny on top. Shop Diamore Fine Jewelers today with interest-free financing, 4541 West Waco Drive. See store for details. 
Sports. Coaches Smoke at 3.30. Austin Avenue in downtown Waco is proud to serve the community and the local colleges. Come on out to Coaches Smoke for $3 off nachos on Mondays, $2.50 single tacos on Tuesdays, discounted bone-in and boneless wings on Wednesdays, $2 domestics on Thursday, Thursday, and $5 burgers and barbecue sandwiches on Fridays. Happy hours 2 to 7 Monday through Friday, so stop by and catch the big game on one of their 35 big screen TVs. And don't forget about Coaches Smoke catering for your next event. That's Coaches Smoke at 3.30 Austin Avenue in downtown Waco. Call Waco Foundation Repair today. Waco Foundation is a family-owned business specializing in foundation repair for your home or business. With over 40 years of experience in the construction industry, they take pride in all the work they do. If you see cracks, don't stress, call the best. Waco Foundation Repair. Call them today at 254-420-4910 for your free estimate. Or you can visit them on their website at wacofoundationrepair.com. That's wacofoundationrepair.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. The NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament starts tonight with two play-in games. a Corpus Christi meets Texas Southern while Indiana tangles with Wyoming. At the end of five days of bad weather, Australian Cameron Smith won the PGA Players Championship thanks in part to 10 birdies during the final round. The Padres will be without Fernando Tatis Jr. for the first three months of the season. He has a broken wrist after an off-season motorcycle accident. The Braves have acquired first baseman Matt Olson from Oakland, an indication that free agent Freddie Freeman is headed elsewhere. Baylor baseball travels to Huntsville this evening to take on Sam Houston State. Pre-game is at 6.15, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Follow the Bears through the NCAA tournament here on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Our continuing coverage of Baylor men's and women's basketball in the NCAA tournament is presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni and brought to you in part by Uncle Dan's Barbecue, Southwest Sports Medicine, Hurley Benefit Services, Twisted Creek Ranch, National Land Partners. All right, should be a lot of fun. Again, we're going to be uh, in Fort Worth on Thursday broadcasting live. So if you're making your way up for the 1 o'clock tip, uh, we'll, we'll be there. Matt Mosley is going to join me, and we'll be there uh, broadcasting live starting around 11 o'clock. And it's all brought to you uh, by our fine folks and presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni. It should be a lot of fun. We look forward to, to being there. And, and then we'll just walk down the street and go to the basketball game. Sounds like a good day. Have you lost your mind? Did you hear me? I said walk. Not walking. Not that far. I don't care how far it is. It could be across. You can get the- one of them scooters. Yeah, I, See you Tom know, on a scooter? Could you imagine? That'd be greatness. <laughs> could you imagine? Pulling, I, I, I'm pulling just, the equipment? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> I can walk. I'm not walking from here to that Sonic. I mean, <laughs> Come on, man. Okay, I've done that once or twice, but I had to sit down and rest. <laughs> anyway, wow. stop. Uh, I saw this in yesterday, but we didn't get a chance to. I mean, it didn't even make the grab bag. But, so it's going to make today because I'm, I'm curious. Because of our age differences, mm-hmm. th- this is going to be an interesting question. You saw where Troy Aikman is leaving Fox mm-hmm. for Monday Night Football. Well, Joe Buck 
went running in right behind him. So Joe Buck is going to join uh, Troy Aikman on Monday Night Football. And that will also allow Joe Buck to do some Major League Baseball games. You know, he did. He was the voice of Major League Baseball for Fox for years, uh, you know, working the playoffs of the World Series. Well, he obviously won't get the, the playoffs in the World Series anymore, but uh, he'll get. Uh, I think he'll get as much Major League Baseball as he wants for ESPN. I think they're going to put him on ESPN Plus is what I saw for baseball. Really? Yeah. So he'll be he'll be a part of that thing then. Mm-hmm. So you've got Joe Buck doing baseball, and you got Joe and, and Troy doing Monday Night Football. That's going to be that's going to be an elite Monday Night Football crew. But there was always something to me fun and special about Monday Night Football. And I'll go back. Here we go. Let's show our age. But I'm telling you right now, Frank Gifford, Howard Cosell, Don Meredith. There was never a better group. And I don't think there ever will be a better group. I think this is going to be a heck of a good group. This is the best Monday night crew that they've had since that crew. There's no doubt in my mind. The thing I liked about it, and I don't think, I, I look, when they put that together, I don't think they went, hey, look, this thing is going to turn into something. Inc-. I think it just did. I think it evolved into, because Don Meredith and Howard Cosell, you, you thought they were at each other all the time, but they actually w- were close friends. Frank Gifford was the most brilliant broadcaster because Frank Gifford, Ward, as you know, got out of the way. I mean, he's the play-by-play guy, and he got out of the way and let them two dudes go at it. Uh, and it was I, – I thought it was fun. John, it was Madden, John Madden, Pat Summerall. That was my favorite. Holy moly. Is that, I mean, come on now. That was good. But they didn't do Monday Night Football very long. Yeah. No, they were more that CBS, Fox, Sunday afternoon guys. I'm, yeah. I'm just thinking about broadcast teams. Which is the worst? You oh, brought one up. Oh, oh there's been it, a ton of bad it, ones. It went downhill for me when you brought Dennis Miller on. I lost. I mean, that was uh, that it. was That was a train wreck. That, that was, was a train wreck, wasn't I, it? I still think the worst Monday night crew is the, is the recent one with Joe Tessitore. When he was in the booth doing play-by-play, it was unwatchable. Oh. They got him out of there in a hurry, didn't they? Yeah. What did he last? One season? Two, I think. Yeah, they just haven't had success. I mean, it's I and mean, this and I last group why. was this last group was terrible too. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, it it just didn't had no rhythm and it, and it just it was bad. And that's why that's why they brought the Peyton brothers on and said we got to do something because we can't wiggle out of this contract right now. And so we're gonna try this, and it was a huge success. That's what I watched. That's what I watched too. That was the only way I'd watch Monday Night Football. So why w- why wouldn't you put Peyton Manning in the booth with a play by play? Because guy. you had the opportunity to get Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Bottom line, put him in there with those two. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, I don't think that would mesh. That, no, Joe and Troy have such a great chemistry. I, I it, wouldn't ruin it's, that. It's absolutely. Yeah, I think they're good, but they don't they don't knock my socks off. They do like, not. Oh, man, they're phenomenal to me. I, I think they're better than they're Romo. The, they're, they're better than they're Romo. The and I, I, no, I agree with that. I they're, totally agree they're with the that. Best, they're the best team in football. In my opinion, Bar none. Not, and it's not even close. I like Al Michaels. I don't like Chris Collinsworth. But see, I do. I don't like I Al think, I'll take that team right there uh, over I like, Joe I like Buck. Al Malco- Michaels. Yeah. Chris Collinsworth I don't stinks. like Collinsworth. See, I, I think Joe Buck is – Okay, I think he's outstanding. Well, I think he's good. Uh, you know that's why that's what makes the and, world and go. And so around. does ESPN, yeah. or they wouldn't have traded Notre Dame and Ohio State for him. Yeah, 
Well, that's you know, pretty, but you, you also <laughs> you also pointed out that they've been pretty desperate to put this thing back together. And the other thing you got to remember, and we got to go to a break, is Monday Night Football is not the elite piece anymore. Sunday Night Football is the elite piece. Be- I, I think when, it's fixing to change. When Monday Night Football, when Monday Night Football first hit the deal, first hit the airwaves, there was no Sunday Night Football. It was. Monday Night Football was it. All right, we we can continue this later. We got to go. John Morris is standing by with today's Baylor Sports Beat. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody. It's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor baseball back in action tonight on the road. Plus, Baylor women's basketball gears up for the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament in Waco. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance has protected fellow Texans with auto, home, health, and life insurance since 1952. With more than 260,000 square miles of land and 27 million people, that's a lot to cover. Whether you're wrangling cattle or wrangling kids, we're proud to protect Texans in all Texan ways of life. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to get insurance for Texans by Texans. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Want to be a part of all things Baylor Athletics? Join the Baylor Cub Club presented by Green Eye Associates today. Free registration for the 2021-22 season is available now for kids 8th grade and under. Members receive discounted admission to select Baylor Athletics events and other great promotional items. Register at BaylorCubClub.com or email fan underscore engagement at Baylor.edu for additional information. Show off your Baylor pride and become a Cub Club member today. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor baseball coming off a weekend in which they took two of three from Columbia. Back in action tonight, headed to Huntsville to play Sam Houston State. 6.15 for the warm-up show. 6.30 first pitch for the Bears and the Bearcats tonight right here on ESPN Central Texas. Then baseball opens Big 12 conference play this weekend at Baylor Ballpark hosting the TCU Horn Frogs Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Baylor women's basketball headed into the NCAA tournament opening Friday afternoon, 3 o'clock in the Farrell Center against the University of Hawaii. In the women's NCAA tournament, the top 16 seeds get to open on their home floors, which head coach Nikki Collins says is a really big advantage. We need you. I mean, we're, you know, I don't know a lot about Hawaii, but, you know, we're not going to take any opponent lightly. Um, and, you know, Ole Miss getting back to the uh, tournament for the first time and I, I think 10 years. Um, South Dakota gets there a lot. You know, I, I, I had the chance to play at South Dakota in a WNIT championship my last year at FGCU. So um, always a really, really good team. So we, we need our fans. We need it to matter 
that we're playing at home. You know, we need a home court advantage because it's what women's basketball allows, and so we got to take advantage of it. Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball opening NCAA tournament play Friday afternoon in the Farrell Center. Baylor, the number two seed, matched against 15th seed Hawaii Friday afternoon at three. With a win, the Baylor women would be matched against the winner of Ole Miss and South Dakota on Sunday, also in the Farrell Center. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Matt Mosley and me for Game Day Live this Thursday morning at 11 from Fort Worth. Game Day Live is presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni and brought to you in part by Southwest Sports Medicine, Uncle Dan's Barbecue, Hurley Benefits, Twisted Creek National Land Partners. Get ready for Baylor and Norfolk, and it's this Thursday morning at 11 on ESPN Central Texas. Follow the Bears through the NCAA tournament here on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Bring on the bragging rights. Watch the PGA Tour's best golfers compete head-to-head, shot-for-shot. Are you kidding me? 112 matches, 64 players, one champion. WGC Dell Technologies Match Play, March 23rd through 27th at Austin Country Club. Tickets on sale now at dellmatchplay.com. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. All right, just after 8 o'clock, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Game time on this Tuesday morning is brought to you in part by Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace, VersaLift Southwest. Pro Star Rental and Big Boys Record. Tom Ward Garrett, we're glad you're with us, and we welcome into the program from Horns Two Four Seven Sports and One Hundred Four Point Nine, The Horn FM. We welcome in Jeff Howe. Jeff, good morning. How are you, buddy? Tom, good. How are y'all this morning? We we're great. We appreciate your time. All right, let's dive in. Bay, uh, Texas, a six seed, and uh, they're going to open with Virginia Tech. What was your initial thoughts when when you saw the brackets? Other than the fact that I get to make a trip to lovely Milwaukee in the middle of March, um, no disrespect to Milwaukee. Um, it's, not, it's probably not a preferred destination. But, no, I, in all seriousness, I mean, I, you know, when the season started uh, and you looked at the regional sites, you're thinking, all right, this Texas team probably has a really good chance to uh, to get to Fort Worth and, and play in that sub-regional. Uh, unfortunately, uh, kind of the way Texas played down the stretch, killed any sort of chance. Uh, they had to do that, you know. Had a really big availability yesterday with Chris Beard uh, and all, and pretty much every major significant rotational player that Texas has right now. And, and the one word, Tom, that that keeps coming up is something they're going to need. Uh, you're going to get on Friday against Virginia Tech is toughness. Uh, they're you know mental to mental toughness, physical toughness, toughness to take care of the basketball, uh, toughness to go rebound because this Virginia Tech team. Uh, Texas, again, given the way they play, when you slide further, you know, I think when you look at it, they had a chance, I think, maybe. Had they gotten to the Big 12 Tournament Championship game, uh, maybe they could have gotten themselves to the four line, but losing the first game to TCU uh, knocked them down to the six line, and that means you draw one of the hottest teams in the country in, in Virginia Tech. And, you know, you look at Virginia Tech, they were 10-10. and 10. They had a late January loss at home to Miami. They were 10 and 10. They've won 13 of 15 since then. 
Uh, pretty convincing win over Duke in the ACC championship game. So that all though all those thoughts, Tom, were going through my head. And then yesterday, uh, it just kind of goes back to the uh, kind of reinforce some of that that there's still just that one thing that this team seems to be missing in crunch time to make those necessary plays they just haven't made. And I think Chris Beard and his players are hitting it on the head. Uh, it's toughness. They don't know. They can't quite put their finger on exactly what it is, how to define it, but they're just kind of missing that one thing. But whatever it is, uh, they're going to need to find it because their stay in the tournament could be really quick if they don't have it because this Virginia Tech team is really, really good. We talk about it all the time, which Texas team is going to show up. But I, correct me if I'm wrong, defensively this Texas team is in a pretty good spot. It's it's the inconsistency at the offensive end that will drive you nuts. You know, I think, Tom, if you look at the numbers, and I think that's kind of the, the 30,000-foot view of this team, but when they're at their best, their defense is generating offense for them. They're, they were never going to be a team, nor are they a team, that's just going to gut you in, in a half-court offensive situation if it turns into a half-court game. They've got to be generating live ball turnovers and be scoring off of those live ball turnovers. That's just the way this team is wired. I think that you look at Chris Beard's best teams at Texas Tech. Uh, yes, you know, you look at that team that went to the National Championship and they did have a guy like Jared Culver uh, in the half court to generate his own shot and get them a bucket in crunch time. Uh, but I think this is a team that where really their defense has to be feeding into their offense, like I said, scoring off a of live ball turnovers and things of that nature. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, you're, you're right overall, Tom, the inconsistency on offense. Uh, you know, I don't necessarily buy into the fact that they need to have one guy uh, that 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 is the go-to guy in crunch time because they've got guys that have been that guy in various times in their career or, or this year. I mean, we've seen Marcus Carr do it. We've seen Timmy Allen do it. We've seen Andrew Jones do it. Uh, I just think they've got to have games where you need probably three of those guys that I just mentioned. Throw Courtney Ramey into that mix too. You've got to have about three guys that can go get you bucket. And the number Chris Beard has actually pointed to you've really got to figure out a way to get four guys in a double figures. That's when they're really good on offense. But again, that comes in a number of different ways. Uh, is that Marcus Carr, uh, you know, playing downhill and getting to the foul line where he has a game where he, he, he goes eight for eight for the line. Uh, is that Christian, Christian Bishop getting offensive rebounds and putbacks where he can get to double figures. So uh, it's not just, you know, hitting three point shots or, or again, being crisp in the half court. Again, it's scoring off live ball turnovers. It's playing downhill, getting to the foul line and, uh, and finding a way to, to get offensive rebounds, kind of manufacture offense to get you, to get you those guys in double figures. Jeff, Chris Beard's grade in year one as the Longhorns leader. Um, right now, I would say probably, you know, probably a, a solid B. Um, you know, I, I think from the outside where I think we probably underestimated, number one, how difficult it is to put this thing together on the fly. Uh, and that kind of dovetails into the second part of that. I think when you look at the programs across the country that really succeed uh, adding guys to the transfer portal, you know, Scott has done this at Baylor, go around the country and look at other places that have been successful adding guys. They're getting players that are the same caliber, uh, and you can judge whether they're good, you know, better or not as good as some of the guys Texas got. But there's already a culture in place. There's already a foundation established. And, you know, for a first-year head coach 
to really come in, and a lot of it was because you lost so many guys off that roster last year. To you're you're gutting this roster. You're trying to get these new guys to buy into your culture. At the same time, you had some holdovers from the Shaka Smart era. You're trying to get those guys acclimated to the way you do things. Uh, I think it was a lot. Uh, so I would give him a B. But like I said, at the end of the day, you know, you look, they're 21 and 11. They, they finished in the top 25 of the AP poll. They did get a six seed in the tournament, which is a decent seed, but it, it, it could have been a lot more. And, you know, I know folks, myself included, kind of knocked it on conference schedule. You wish they had played a little bit more of a challenging on conference schedule. Uh, but there was a lot of games, you know, the Baylor game at home, the Kansas game on the road. There were a lot of games that they were in. I just didn't make this flat, didn't make enough plays down the stretch. So I think overall, yes, I know the preseason expectations were what they were, but I think for year one, I would give Chris Beard a solid B. Jeff, obviously Texas got a, a tough draw with Virginia Tech in the first round, but when you look at the Big 12 as a whole, how many teams do you think from this conference make it past the Sweet 16? Boy, I tell you what, I think you know, you look at that East region that Texas and Baylor are in. The, the committee did Baylor and Texas no favors. Uh, that, to me, is a loaded region. I think when you look at UCLA uh, being the four, uh, just go up and down. Those. I mean, look at the 7-10 game in that region. I mean, you've got Murray State and San Francisco. That's two really good mid-major programs playing each other. Those those teams probably should have been seated higher and definitely not playing each other and in the same region. Uh, so I think Baylor, when you look at all four regions, they, they've got, I think, by far the toughest route to get to uh, of anybody. Um, you know, I think, I think the one that really intrigues me, guys, and I know they're an 11 seed, and we're going to see a double-digit seed or two make the Sweet 16. It happens every year. The one that really intrigues me is Iowa State. I think getting a first-round draw with LSU, again, that game is going to be in Milwaukee. Uh, you watch Iowa State, and on a given night, if they're really cooking – from from beyond the arc, they can be a really tough out. And I think given the way that LSU program is in shambles right now, I wouldn't be shocked if we looked up at the end of the weekend and Iowa State is one of those double-digit seeds in the Sweet 16. So I think they've got a crack at it. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, you like Baylor and Kansas' chances. And then, uh, you know, I think Texas has a shot. But, again, uh, you know, that goes back to some of the stuff we talked about initially. Can they manufacture enough offense? Uh, to be in a position to where they can win the game in the last three or four minutes. Uh, that's the key for me. I think of all those big 12 teams, Iowa State's the one that I think it could be a sneaky, dangerous team in this tournament. So, Jeff, uh, six teams on the men's side, six teams on the women's side. Of those six teams on the women's side, four get to host, including Texas and Baylor. And, and that obviously is a, is a benefit to the, to the program and to the league. Yeah, and I, I, I think, uh, you know, you look at what Vic Schaefer has done at, at Texas, Tom. Uh, it's We talk about that toughness, that, that little intangible thing, whatever it is, that Chris Beard and the men are missing. Vic Schaefer and the women's team have it. And, and when they're really good, they talk about, you know, you get the, 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 the question, kind of that over, that you know, big-picture question, you know, what was it that helped you win this game? And whether it's Rory Harmon, any of the players, Vic Schaefer, they'll tell you it was toughness. It was toughness, and they needed every bit of toughness uh, to go get that win over Baylor on Sunday in the Big 12 championship game. Uh, these are going to be the last two basketball games, period, ever in the history of time at the Irwin Center. So I should think there's a, a palpable excitement right now in and around Austin about women's basketball and getting down to the drum uh, and seeing these last two games. We'll see how that turns out in terms of ticket sales. But, uh, yeah, and, and I think when you look at that, that region, Tom, that Texas is in, uh, you know, they're the two seed. 
LSU sitting there, probably you're looking at the Sweet 16 game where does Texas have to get through Tim Mulkey yet again to get to where they want to go? And then, you know, a team they've already beaten in Stanford is the one seed in that region. So uh, you don't want to say easy draw. You don't want to say favorable draw. But that is one heck of an intriguing draw that Texas has to get through their side of the bracket. Just how hot did this Longhorn team, the, the women basketball team, get toward the end of the season? It, it seems like that they really started hitting a high point. Rory Harmon Ford, I mean, I think that's what it all boils down to. I think when you look at, at, at the way she led this team, the way she scored, and the fact that she did it without turning the basketball over. You know, we talked to Vic Schaefer, Craig Wayne, I did on our show yesterday. He said that's the most special thing uh, about that kid. We see how much she scores. We see the plays she makes. But the fact that her basketball IQ, her playmaking ability, her, her court awareness uh, for somebody as young as she is, uh, I've heard the comparisons, and I don't think they're that off. Could she be for the Texas women's program and Vic Schaefer? Could she do for that program what TJ Ford did for Rick Barnes and a men's basketball program? Uh, I don't think they're that far off because you look at everything she brings to the table from a leadership standpoint, a playmaking standpoint. Uh, and I don't, you know, I know they got contributions from a lot of other girls, but I think it all goes back to Rory Harmon. I think Texas has a really, really special player uh, with quite a few years left in the program. Jeff, man, we appreciate your time. What are you working on for 247? Yeah, uh, I've got uh, Texas wrapping up. You know, the baseball team, Tom, you, you've had a chance to see them a little bit. They're, they're wrapping up a stretch, uh, an 11-game stretch where they're playing 10 games away from home. Uh, they've got two this week against College of Charleston and the Citadel coming off a game a weekend where they dropped two or three South Carolina. So we've got some baseball, tons of basketball. Football recruiting Arch Manning, uh, nephew of uh, of Peyton and Eli, son of Cooper, grandson of Archie, has locked in uh, a return visit to Texas uh, coming up soon. So we've got plenty of Arch Manning coverage on the site. So a little bit of everything going on right now. All right, we got to know Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, Monday Night Football. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Oh, two big thumbs up. I, I love Buck and Aikman. They are my favorite uh, commentary team. Uh, I love Aikman as a uh, – and, and I, that's got more to do with how I feel about Aikman as a, as a color analyst. I don't know what the opinions of, of you guys and the listeners are, but maybe that's just blind loyalty as a, as a lifelong fan of the Dallas football Cowboys. But I'm really excited about that team. Look, if this means that, that we get better games than, you know, Browns-Jags on Monday night, no disrespect to any Browns or Jaguars fans listening, but if this just means we get one more night of the week with better football games, I'm all for it. Well, that was one of the things that we were talking about. Sunday nights kind of become Monday night, and Monday nights kind of almost become a throwaway at times. Yeah, but as a kid that grew up on Monday night football when you're trying to stay up late on a school night and you know, <laughs> sneak, your, sneak, your head, sneak your head around the corner to the living room TV, I, I'd love some good games, good competitive games on Monday night. I hear you. Hey, Jeff, thanks. Safe travels. Enjoy Milwaukee. I know you're going to have a grand old time in Milwaukee, so we want you to enjoy that. I'll do my best. If anybody's got Milwaukee recommendations, uh, I'll take them. The Bobblehead Museum, man. Oh, you, that's right. You can go to the, the, the Bobblehead Museum in, in, in Milwaukee. We, were just, we, we just did a little deal on there. Uh, I'll send you the address, man. You're going to be excited. It's, it's, it's the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum, and it's located in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I, I think a good reporter has to go do something on that. How about this, Tom? Send me the address. I'll, I'll do a book report for you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, thanks. See you later, man. Anytime, guys. There you go. Good call, Garrett. Thank the you. Bobblehead Museum. Oh, boy. Shameless plug. <laughs> oh, there you go. Shameless is right. <laughs> yeah. 
That's a fact. All right. It's uh, 818. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, and, uh, coming up next, we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, the final AP Top 25 poll. We'll uh, also get into some uh, James Akinjo, uh, Baylor's point guard, talked about the differences in the leagues that he's participated in going into the NCAA tournament. We'll get to that. And we may circle back around to Monday Night Football. You just never know. It's next right here on ESPN Central Texas. Your morning weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly sunny skies today. It's going to be a little breezy, but should be a beautiful Tuesday. Very seasonal temperatures, too, of the high of 72 degrees. Mostly clear skies tonight. We drop to 42, and tomorrow mostly sunny. It's going to be even warmer with a high of 79. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. The Baylor Coaches Show from Rudy's in Waco. Our next Baylor Coaches Show moved up a day to Wednesday, March 16th. Come to Rudy's and hear from equestrian coach Casey Maxwell and men's golf coach Mike McGraw. That's Wednesday, March 16th. That's the Baylor Coaches Show from 6 to 7 p.m. from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco and here on ESPN Central Texas. At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready. We are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with Case Construction Equipment, equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. Case Equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is. Central Texas horse enthusiasts find a large selection of saddles at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They feature new and used saddles from names like Billy Cook and Cactus. Plus, they have a large selection of children's saddles. Trade-ins are welcome and financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118-222462. You'll enjoy one-on-one customer service at the world's best Western store, Appaloosa Trading Post in Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House is one of Waco's longest, continuous, family-owned barbecue restaurants. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's has been offering delicious ribs, made-from-scratch sides, the famous Texas tater, and prime beef brisket. Convenient drive through windows and sit-down dining allow customers to be served in whichever way they desire. Uncle Dan's is proud to serve Central Texas Monday through Saturday with locations in Waco and Hewitt. Come visit the loyal staff at Uncle Dan's today and experience their rich history and family recipes. Hey, this is Tom Barfield with the ESPN Central Texas Morning Show. And I'm here to tell you that Hurley Benefits has played a big role in helping me and my family with all of our health, dental, and vision insurance needs. Don't have health insurance? I highly recommend you call the experienced and knowledgeable team at Hurley Benefits. They specialize in affordable life insurance, health insurance, dental and vision insurance, Medicare supplements, and much, much more. Check them out at HurleyBenefits.com. That's H-U-R-L-E-Y Benefits.com. Call Wake Foundation Repair today. Waco Foundation is a family-owned business specializing in foundation repair for your home or business. With over 40 years of experience in the construction industry, they take pride in all the work they do. If you see cracks, don't stress, call the best. Waco Foundation Repair. 
Call them today at 254-420-4910 for your free estimate. Or you can visit them on their website at WacoFoundationRepair.com. That's WacoFoundationRepair.com. Baylor, Scott & White, Hillcrest Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics. Our physicians specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of all sports-related injuries. Located at the Ted and Sue Getterman Sports and Orthopedic Center on the Baylor, Scott & White, Hillcrest campus. This state-of-the-art facility includes advanced MRI imaging, outpatient orthopedic surgery center, and a sports therapy department with indoor and outdoor physical therapy spaces. Trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. All right, 823, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. The final AP Top 25 has been released. Does it matter now? Do we care? I don't think so. I mean, the field's no. already – you know who's making the tournament. I don't who think cares the 25 who the 25 matters. is? Yeah. I want to see who wins the tournament. So we don't even want to go over that? You can. Go ahead. Yeah, let's do that. I, I was kind of stalling so I could find it. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Uh, did I find it? We could talk brackets. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I did it. find it. I did find it. Okay. So Gonzaga's number one, Arizona's number two, Kansas is number three, and Baylor's number four. That makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's – Kind of the, the layout of the of the tournament. Uh, as far as Big 12 teams are concerned, Texas Tech is at 12. Uh, and Texas is at 25. There's one more. I, I know there's yeah, – yeah, that's it. No. Kansas, three. Baylor, four. Uh, Tech, 12. And Texas, number 25. So, that's the, the AP top 25. Now, as we mentioned, I, I, we talked about this on Sunday – uh, yesterday, rather Sunday evening, uh, uh, Scott drew in some of the uh, some of the Baylor players uh, by a Zoom call met with the media. And, uh, James Akinjo, the Baylor point guard, uh, the the transfers was one of those that uh, that met with the media, and, and he was asked about playing in different leagues and particularly playing in the Big Twelve, getting ready for the NCAA tournament. And I love his answer. Well, I think every win in the Big 12 is a tournament win. So uh, we, we obviously feel like we know how to win in the tournament. We've been in close games. Uh, we've been in rush matches. And uh, I think just the physicality that the Big 12 uh, plays with, I think that's going to carry over into the tournament. Uh, we compete at a high level every night in the Big 12, and, and you don't know you know what you're going to get from uh, these different teams that we're playing against. So I think that the physicality, the defense, and uh, just the, the, you know, learning how to win close games is, is what we going to pick up with. I think he's 100% correct. Playing in the Big 12 is like playing in the NCAA tournament uh, for three or four months. I mean, and and he pointed out the physicality ward of this league. You better be ready to go every night. Because, you have to. Because this this league. Well, uh, we said that time and time again all season long. I, I still believe it, too, that this is, you know, no matter how they want to try to say the Big Ten or whoever, I, I still think this is the best league in college basketball by far, and the reason being is what he just said. You know, it's a battle every time you step on the floor. So, uh, I, I, I love his answer. And, and he's right when he says we know how to win in the NCAA tournament by winning in the Big 12. 
No, he's right. I just think that at the same time, and we see this year after year, the Big 12 will, will tend to get teams in there. They'll make a run, and they'll eventually fall out. I wonder how much of that wear and tear week in and week out kind of catches up to him in, in the tournament sometimes. You know, because it's a, one of those catch-22s. Like, he's right. This is a tournament. Every game is a tournament game. But at some point, I think that, that kind of beats you up, and it kind of can be hinder you sometimes in the tournament. All right, a uh, couple things from the CNC Collision Center text line from the 254. I'm voting for game time crew to be Monday night football crew. <laughs> then he went yeah, on, good luck. Went on to say game time crew, Tom and War talking football, then Garrett with his hockey sweater. Uh, yes. Changing out flat balls every commercial breaks. Much fun. Uh, and then Grumpy O'Fan said, don't forget that Milwaukee has the Harley Davidson Museum. I did not that know that. would be a cool deal. See, I'm not. I'm not big on my what's going on in Milwaukee, other than the Bucks. So I'm, I'm not. Well, sure. I was sitting here thinking, could he go by and see Laverne and Shirley's place? Yeah, it's there. Do you know who Laverne and Shirley is, Gary? I have heard of Laverne and Shirley. And look, I think I've even watched a couple episodes because my in-laws love like that. What is that TV land that just plays all these yeah, old shows? Yeah. So I think I've seen a couple of them. Do you know what Laverne and Shirley's a spinoff of? No, I have no happy, idea. happy days. days. Had no idea. Ron Howard. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Just thought we'd pass it along to you. Thank you for educating. It, it's all a part of the process, Garrett, getting you up to speed with a couple of old guys. All right, 828, this is. Speak for yourself. <laughs> all right, middle age and an old guy. I played it safe. Yeah. <laughs> I saw no, what you did there. I saw what you, did. you saw where yeah. I pointed, right? Yeah, I okay, saw that. Okay, good point. All right. Uh, I was just wondering, five, uh, if you want to sell your home in five days, you can. The brokerage house guarantees they'll sell your home in five days or less, or they're going to buy it for a price that you agree upon prior to listing your home. Uh, hey, look, if you're going to sell your home, you need to contact Aaron Ryan at the Brokerage House Realtors. The Brokerage House and Aaron have a proven program that will generate offers above market value and multiple offers on your home. You want to know more? It's 5daystosold.com. That's 5daystosold.com. Or call Aaron at 817-812-2978. That's 817-812-2978. We are talking about the Brokerage House. Recently on the John Moore Show. Chris Level, our guest, Texas Tech Sports Network. Has this year been, seems like, more of a meat grinder than we've ever had in the Big 12? A thousand percent. Yeah, I, I feel like the referees aren't calling as many fouls. I feel like every night is a rock fight because I think teams are struggling to score it, 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 because the defenses are so good. John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco and Union Hall introduces their new craveable taco of the month. The Nashville Hot Chicken Taco. Crispy fried chicken, Nashville hot sauce, cabbage slaw, and chipotle mayo on a fresh flour tortilla. It's spicy, savory, and delish. Hurry into Waco Tacos at Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in downtown Waco or call us at 254-340-1700. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. 
Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwood-Williams is hiring for CDL drivers pay averaging $92,000 annually and regional CDL drivers with pay averaging $94,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including paid vacation and flex time, medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply today at careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. That's careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. Sherwin-Williams is an equal opportunity employer including disability and veterans. Jennifer Grant Family Dentistry has been practicing dentistry in Waco for 23 years. Her caring staff prides itself on having over 135 combined years of dedication to creating healthy, beautiful smiles. Jennifer Grant DDS offers all aspects of dentistry, general cosmetic, preventative and whitening, and there's no need to be afraid of the dentist. Jennifer Grant DDS offers non-IV sedation. New patients are welcome, and most insurance plans are accepted. Jennifer Grant Family Dentistry, where you'll be treated like family. JenniferGrantDDS.com. Call today. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Rooftop Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254-730-ROOF at 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. The NCAA men's basketball tournament starts tonight with two play-in games. AM Corpus Christi meets Texas Southern, while Indiana tangles with Wyoming. At the end of five days of bad weather, Australian Cameron Smith won the PGA Players Championship, thanks in part to 10 birdies during the final round. The Padres will be without Fernando Tatis Jr. for the first three months of the season. He has a broken wrist after an off-season motorcycle accident. Baylor baseball travels to Huntsville this evening to take on Sam Houston State. Pre-game is at 6.15, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Eight thirty-three. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on a Tuesday morning. Tom Garrett Ward. We're glad you're with us, and uh, we're joined now by David Hall, covers the uh, Norfolk State or the Virginian Pilot. And, and, and David, first of all, good morning. And we thought, what a cool name for a newspaper. Hey, I, we think so too. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, Let's let's dive in and and, and talk about the, the, this uh, this team and just talk a little bit about the excitement level of, of, of this club coming into the the East and coming over to Fort Worth uh, to to play in the NCAA tournament. I, it, you know what? It's not what you think. 
because they would much rather be in the first four. And there, there's a there's a good financial reason for that. Um, if you the, the first four games pay out the same amount as the first round games, so if a team goes to the first four and wins, obviously they get a second game, so they get twice the money. So the, the 16 seed is is almost like a punishment for a Norfolk State. So uh, yeah, the, the Coach Robert Jones was none too pleased about where they ended up. Yeah, he he would much rather have been have been in the first four again like they were last year. So it's it's a it's an unusual situation. And I'm going to assume then that that payday is kind of important to the program. Of course. Yeah, it was uh last year they they played Appalachian State in the first four and won. Then of course played Gonzaga, which it was like playing the uh you know, the the LA Lakers. Um <laughs> Lost by forty, but still got a two million dollar payday that would that would be um, paid out over I think three years. So um, yeah, it's they, the the first four is a much better deal for for any mid major or you know especially an HBCU. They they rarely get to the NCAA tournament. Although to be fair, Norfolk State is starting to become a regular. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens tomorrow. This team's on a six-game winning streak. What what runs this team? Is it the defense or is this an outside-shooting offensive team? What keeps them in the games that they've been able to come away at the victories? All of the above. Robert Jones, the coach, is, is known and, in fact, has instructional DVDs on complex – defensive uh, schemes. Uh, they also have a point guard, Joe Bryant, who's from Norfolk. He was the all Tidewater player of the year as a high school senior. He was the MEAC player of the year this year. Averaged, I think, 16.9 points a game, which uh, tied for the MEAC lead. But the world is about to be introduced to a Ford, a 6'9 kid from Little Rock, Arkansas, named Chris Bankston, who has, I believe, somewhere in the neighborhood of 70 dunks this season in 30 games, which uh, uh, is pretty significant when you think about it. Who averages two and a half dunks a game? Wow. And these are these aren't the, the you know these aren't the the dunks you do on the eight foot goal in your driveway. <laughs> this man it, it, it practically brings down the backboard. As as Robert Jones said, he likes to punish the rim. He it, he's a monster. And I've been covering Norfolk State for nine years now since Robert Jones's first year. And I have not seen a player in the MEAC like Chris Banks. He has NBA teams beating the door down to come and talk to him, which is the, uh, the last player drafted out of the MEAC was um, Kyle O'Quinn in 2012 out of Norfolk State. Had about an eight, I think an eight or, eight or nine year career. He's now playing in Paris. Still making good money, by the way. Um, 
but yeah, uh, Chris Bankston, remember the name, write it down, watch the game. You'll see the man can dunk. David, when you're talking about guys like that, and when you're even talking about Joe Bryant Jr., he's been phenomenal throughout his career as well. But it, we're in a, a point now in college basketball where players like that can come out in this moment and they have the all eyes on them. They can ball out. And then next year, boom, they're in the transfer portal coming to places like Baylor and stuff. How, how does Norfolk balance that, knowing that you have this type of talent, but that everybody can come and poach them? Great question. Um, and and that can be asked of any school, I think, at this point. Um, but especially at a mid-major, uh, Norfolk State actually returned one starter this year, and part of that was the result of the, the transfer portal. Um, and the the same thing is is true at Old Dominion, which is across town here in Norfolk. Um, they 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 balance it by poaching the transfer portal portal themselves. Um, it, it's it's a free agent market now. It, as as Rob Jones said, it's the wild wild west. Like you, it's just it, it, actually just last week, Jones told me you now have to re-recruit your own players. You want your players to be good because if your players are good, your program's good. However, if they're too good, there's somebody chirping in their ear saying, hey, you could play at Auburn. You know, you could play at, at the Wake Forest. So if they're really good, like a Chris Banks, who, by the way, does have another year of eligibility, um, if, they're, if they're too good, you have to – Stay on them and say, hey, stay here. We'll keep developing you. You're getting some NBA interest. We'll get you more with another year of development. So it's 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 tough for everybody. I think kind of uh, piggybacking off that as well, you know, we've seen it in the past with Shaka and what he was able to do at Marquette. I mean, we, what he was able to do at Virginia Commonwealth. Uh, we saw it with mm-hmm. Porter Moser, you know, what he was able to do with uh, Loyola Chicago. How, when you see the progression of Robert Jones as a coach, how long is it going to take before he says, you know what, I think I'm going to move elsewhere and try my hand at a bigger program? Funny you should ask. I wrote a story just yesterday. It's now on pilotonline.com um, about how there are three uh, bigger programs interested in him. East Carolina, among them, which the closest one, UMass and Western Michigan have all reached out to Jones, according to my sources. Um, and he would not, uh, get, you know, he'd not tell me his level of interest in any of it. Of course, he gave me the exact right answer coaches are supposed to say. I'm still the coach at Norfolk State. We, we, I'm focused on the, uh, the NCAA tournament right now. That's what they always say, correct? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, the, he was an assistant under a guy named Robert. No, wait a minute. What was his name? Anthony Evans. Um, until 2013, and Evans took the Spartans to the NCAA tournament, and they uh, upset Missouri as a two seed. Missouri was a two seed. Norfolk State famously won that game. 
And Evans rode that to um, a job at Florida International or Florida Atlantic. I get the two mixed up. Um, one of those two. <laughs> and uh, Jones stepped into the head role, and he's been there ever since. So it, it's not unprecedented for somebody to to uh, leave here for a better job. And Jones signed a five-year con- contract extension last year after beating Appalachian State in the NCAA tournament. Um, he got about a 50% raise, but he would get an, get another raise if he went elsewhere, I'm sure. Hey, David, man, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much on the inside on uh, Norfolk. When, uh, we appreciate it uh, very much. You, you have a great day. Thanks, man. Good to talk to you. Talk to you soon. That is uh, David Hall from the uh, Virginian Pilot Newspaper. Covers uh, Norfolk State for uh, for the newspaper. And, of course, that is Baylor's first-round opponent on Thursday at 1 o'clock, 1230 for the pregame. All right here on ESPN Central Texas. And we're going to get it started Thursday at 11 a.m. with Game Day Live from Fort Worth. And we'll tell you more about that as we roll through the uh, the day and into tomorrow. Right here on ESPN Central Texas. My house has a new weather is here and so is time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unisil windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Call Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate at 254-301-7760 or check them out on the web at universalwindowscentraltexas.com. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. City Ranch Boot Company has a new location and they can't wait to see you. Choose your skin. Choose your design. Let them create that perfect pair of boots, belt, wallet, or handbag. With over 30 years of leather industry, owner Jay Kelly and his team know their stuff. Design boots for the bride and groom or the entire wedding party. Put your company logo on boots as sales incentive or thank your employees. Incorporate your ranch brand or the name of your ranch as a gift for your family. Bring them in for a lifelong memory. City Ranch Boot Company, custom designed, locally owned, family operated, and Texas made. City Ranch Boot Company brings you a unique experience. Shop off the shelf or design yourself. City Ranch Boot Company, located at 10267 North River Crossing, just off Highway 6 and 185, next to the Joko Building. Call them at 254-855-7225. Find them on Facebook and Instagram, too or visit their website, cityranchboot.com. 
Sell your home in five days. The brokerage house guarantees they will sell your home in five days or less, or they will buy it for a price you agree upon prior to listing your home. They're your connection to buyers from not only around Central Texas, but also nationally. If you're going to sell your home, there's only one real estate agent you should trust, and that's Aaron Ryan at the Brokerage House Realtors. Aaron has a proven marketing system that is known to generate offers above market value and multiple offers. For more information, visit 5daystoso.com. That's 5daystoso.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lars Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Rooftop Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254-730-ROOF at 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. The NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament starts tonight with two play-in games. AM Corpus Christi meets Texas Southern while Indiana tangles with Wyoming. At the end of five days of bad weather, Australian Cameron Smith won the PGA Players Championship thanks in part to 10 birdies during the final round. The Padres will be without Fernando Tatis Jr. for the first three months of the season. He has a broken wrist after an off-season motorcycle accident. Baylor baseball travels to Huntsville this evening to take on Sam Houston State. Pre-game is at 6.15, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on Game Time. All right, welcome back in. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Garrett, and Crow Man from down the hall. I mean, we the whole gang's here. The whole gang is here. What? Oh, oh, that that would be Garrett. No, no, that wasn't me. <laughs> okay, that was me. Uh, well, they had again those dudes down the hall at the country station. They had the heat like on eighty in this it, building. It was ridiculous. It was, was seventy four when I walked in. It was ridiculous. I did turn it down, but I didn't do it like that. It's, I, I did. I put the AC on. So you're the culprit. <laughs> Absolutely, I don't mind telling you. <laughs> There's no reason for the heat to be on no, this it really morning. Isn't. It's a day that's going to be eighty degrees, right? Yes. Put the Ugh. AC on. Keep the equipment cool. That's my that's my thing. Good Keep philosophy. the equipment. There we go. Yeah. All right, coming up. Sounds good. <laughs> you, anybody buying? <laughs> no. All right, baseball tonight right here on ESPN Central Texas Bears and, and uh, Sam Houston State. Again, 6-15 for the warm-up, 6-30 for the first pitch as the uh, Bears take on Sam Houston. Baylor at 9-6. and six. Sam is at 10-5. And, and Sam Houston's a good ball club. Yeah, mm-hmm. good club. Baylor's uh, won nine of their last twelve. They're they're playing good baseball right absolutely. now. Absolutely, and I'm telling you, they were in a battle all weekend long with Columbia and took two out of three from Columbia. So, and now they uh, they this is their final tune up. And I don't like, and I know it. I know why we do it, uh, why we schedule the way we schedule. But for instance, this weekend Baylor and TCU open up Big Twelve play. Others do not. Yeah, Others are in, in non-conference play. So you're getting an additional weekend of play before you go into conference play. Now, everybody will have conference competition next weekend. Yeah, but I think that that's oh. also a bad matchup. Or not necessarily a bad matchup, but you would hate you hate to see conference series open up with March Madness. I mean, that was bad timing. Yeah, just but you know what? That's just – you, you got to play them. Yeah. So, and there you go. All right, I don't know. Did we talk about this yesterday – just how hard the wind was blowing at the TPC in uh, all the inclement weather and the rain and everything and how mm. – th- look, they had to play 
One guy teed off on Saturday and played one hole. And <laughs> just like, no, I'm out. It was dark. It, was, it got dark. They couldn't get him on the golf. So because of all the inclement weather, so they ended up playing a bunch of golf over the weekend and finished the golf tournament yesterday. Cameron Smith wins the uh, the tournament at 13 under. You know how much money he pocketed, fellas, mm. for winning a golf tournament? $3.6 million. Not a bad day at the yeah, office. Not, not bad at a all. bad day at all. All right, uh, let's see here. So, hey, we, we – we, you're, you're grabbing brackets. You want to talk brackets? Let's talk some brackets. Uh, let's, so you've been wanting to talk brackets since 6.30 this morning. I have. Right. What do you got? What, tell me what, what we need to know. I just want to see compare our see what we're looking at. Who we got in the Sweet 16s, what we got in the Elite 8, and <laughs> you all really, down. See, my bracket's, right. my bracket's a little different well, than right. you What you got? What you got? Okay, so you, we're going men or women? Let's go men. Okay, and you want to know uh, the Sweet 16, huh? Yeah, go start Sweet 16 and work your way down. Who you got? Uh, Gonzaga taking on Arkansas. Tech taking on Duke. Baylor taking on UCLA. Purdue playing Kentucky. Uh, Wisconsin playing Auburn. Uh, Kansas playing Iowa. Tennessee playing Villanova. Arizona playing Houston. Not bad. What have you got, Ward? Gonzaga and Arkansas. Tech and Duke. Baylor, UCLA. Purdue, Kentucky. Auburn, Wisconsin. Kansas, Providence. Tennessee, Villanova, Arizona, Houston. Hmm. Ours are close. I got Gonzaga and Vermont, Texas Tech, Duke, Baylor, UCLA, Virginia Tech, Kentucky, uh, Arizona, Houston, Tennessee, Villanova, Kansas, Iowa, Wisconsin, and Auburn. All right. Are we going to the Elite Eight? Run it. All right. Here we go. Gonzaga and Tech, Baylor and Kentucky, Arizona, Tennessee, Kansas, Wisconsin. All right. I've got Gonzaga Tech, UCLA, Kentucky, Arizona, Tennessee, Kansas, Auburn. Oh, we're almost identical. I got uh, Gonzaga and Texas Tech, UCLA, Kentucky, uh, Arizona, Tennessee, Iowa, and Wisconsin. Final four? Final four. <laughs> Scott Drew says it's one of his goals, and, and, and you know, he, he wants to get three teams to the Big 12. Well, I don't know if it's really going to happen, but my bracket's got it going on. Tech and Baylor, Arizona and Kansas. I've got Tech, Kentucky, Arizona, Kansas. I got Gonzaga, Kentucky, Arizona, and Iowa. We all got in the championships. Uh, <laughs> I got Baylor and Kansas with We're Baylor winning. All Big Twelve, hey, absolutely. Okay, mm. I told you mine's a little different. It boy, howdy. <laughs> <laughs> What you got, Ward? I've got Tech and Arizona. Arizona winning the championship. I got Gonzaga and Arizona, and Arizona winning the championship. So the the national media really is. I mean, they're looking at Gonzaga, and and I'm just curious because I don't follow that conference like we follow the Big mm. Twelve, but I do know this: it, it, night in and night out, it is nowhere near as competitive as the Big Twelve. So why Gonzaga again this year? I mean, wasn't that kind of the narrative last year too? I mean, they well, they love Mark Few and Gonzaga. They are You're consistency, right. and they've started to recruit at a higher level. Uh, you know, used to you could get like what Andrew Morrison, and mm-hmm. you had like one good player. Yep. You know, now they're able to. They have depth now. Yeah, and they're able to recruit nationally, not just locally. 
Um, you know, when you get a guy like Holmberg in that chose Gonzaga over Kentucky and these other ones, I think that speaks volumes to what Coach Few is doing. Um, so I, I like Gonzaga. I think they got a good, you know, nucleus and they have an excellent coach. I just uh, – so I th- that's why I'm giving them a deep run. That Texas Tech game, though, I can definitely see Tech beating them. I got Tech beating them. I, I went with Gonzaga. I was the only one that went with Gonzaga out of us, but I definitely could see Tech beating them. All right, uh, tomorrow we'll kind of – at some point tomorrow on the program, we'll go through our women's bracket mm-hmm. and do all that. I'm going to let you hold that. All, all right, right. Uh, that is going to do it for us uh, this morning. Many thanks to everyone that's been a part of the program. Again, we are, where are we going to be? We're going to be at the Fort Worth Museum for History and Science, and we'll be there at 11 o'clock on, uh, on Thursday morning. And then, and then we'll make our way over next door or in the vicinity of – the uh, Dickies Arena for the um, for the basketball game. Twelve thirty for the warm up with John and Pat. One o'clock for the tip, and it's all right here on your flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. John's coming up at three. Matt's at four. We will be back tomorrow morning at seven, right here on ESPN Central Texas.